We them guys, let me bring you on the block. This the movie, Red Box. We don't like the Red Sox. Fire hydrants on blast when the town get hot. Drink tequila by the ounce at the hookah spot. If you ain't from here, you cannot survive here. But you with the crew, so you can come disguise here. Step up in our shoes, let us give you the news. And tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fear you? We wasn't raised on the sick code, I'ma spare you. This is not a scene that you can compare to. You might as well soak it all in while you here, dude. Cause this is the birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun. Couple more seconds and the show's begun. I said birthplace of rap, R.I.P. the pun. Couple more seconds and the show's begun. And that's from the Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love, from the Bronx with Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Hello, hello. Welcome to From the Bronx with Love. Dom, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I know you are. All tanned up in Miami now. My God, let me tell you about this tan, okay? Because I'm paying the consequences right now as we Mm -hmm. speak. So FYI, for anyone traveling to Miami this year in the next couple of weeks, months, or whatever, make sure you apply a ton, a ton of sunblock, okay? Don't be like my dumbass that only applied sunblock to like her lower part of the body because she's always worried about the legs. You can't do that. You do it all the time. Like, everything is so targeted. It's like, even with workouts, it's like legs. And like, you know, you can't really, really target your workouts, right? You have to work out your whole body. (laughs) And you're like, nope, I'm only legs. I know, I know. Well, this is the same mistake that I made while I was in Miami. So I always made sure that my legs had a bunch of layers of sunblock. And for some reason, my dumbass forgot my back and part of my arms. And so Sunday, uh, I was mostly all day at the beach. When I went back to the place where I was staying, I started feeling like some burning sensation. Mm -hmm. I took a shower and there it was. My back was so red. Good thing that there was a CVS like right around the block. So I went to buy some Olivera. But, yeah, I mean, the damage was already done, and right now my back is peeling. My skin is dry. I feel like a snake that's changing skin. I know it might gross out some people. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have never once had the displeasure of experiencing that. Well, I never did. It was, like, the first time that this happened. And so when I got back to New York, it was on a Monday night, And so before going to bed, I took a shower. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got out. And then I saw the peeling and I freaked out. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) And then I Googled it. And then they're like, yeah, if you're starting to peel, that's kind of like because you did some sort of damage, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. And basically the skin is trying to heal itself. So that's why you're peeling. So they said to apply a lot of olivera, you know, oil, or take a bath in, um, what's it called? Oatmeal? Yeah, I was going to say, um, sounds like you need, like, oatmeal. Yep. 
So they said that. So you should see me now. I'm applying all of these things continuously, like every hour. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, my back is getting better. It's not as bad as it was the first few days. But, yeah. <laughs> After this, uh, oh, FYI, I started a new job as well. So once the insurance kicks in, I'm going to see a dermatologist just mm-hmm. because I'm a little freaked out. Yeah, I mean, that's probably good to do some preventive care anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but as of now, like a little bit of my arms are starting to peel. And it looks kind of weird just because I look like there's two like different shades of, of like skin tone. Mm-hmm. I think it's not super hot yet here in New York. So I can still wear long sleeve to mm-hmm. hide it. <laughs> but yeah, just please apply a lots of sunblock. Oh, and Dom. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would like Miami at no. all. I already knew this from like the jump. Unless you went uh, maybe like around December or January when it's their winter. I Yeah, I needed to be negative 80 degrees here for me to go to Miami. <laughs> but yeah, when no. I, as soon as I landed, okay, I, even in the airport, I was seeing people in shorts and like their little tank tops. And I usually when I travel... I wear my joggers, a t-shirt, and I usually carry like a sweater or a jacket. And so as soon as I walked out of the airport, like it's like I was walking into an oven. Mm. It was from that minute that I started feeling the humidity. No, no, I would have been like, pilot, take me back. (laughs) You would have been on the next flight back to New York. I absolutely would have. I don't. (laughs) I I don't understand the concept of humidity. Like, it's incomprehensible to me. Like, why make it so hot that people can't breathe? That I agree with you. I mean, like, I need someone to explain it to me, whether it's Jesus, God, whoever, meteorologist. I need someone to explain to me why this exists. (laughs) I don't mind heat. Right. Or even the sun. But I want to be able to at least breathe and not sweat. Yeah, it, the the days that I had to explore, oh, my back was sweating. And the only time where it felt good, the fact that there was humidity, was when I was by the beach because mm-hmm. the water was cool. I was like Little Mermaid swimming in there. I usually would go to the beach in the morning, I would leave like around maybe 1130. Mm-hmm. Then I would go out, explore. And then I would come back and like just spend the afternoon at the beach watching the sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was staying a block away from the beach. So you bet I was going to take advantage of it. You, I think you slept at the beach. Did you not? <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> that is when I own my own island. But it was beautiful, Dom. I mean, I'm not going to say you should go because you shouldn't around this time. No. But it was my first time seeing clear water. And so I was just amazed by it. And Mm -hmm. I know 
probably there's way better beaches outside the country. Just understand that I have not traveled outside the country mm -hmm. yet. And so yeah. when I saw this water in Miami, I was like, oh, what? I can see my legs. I was mm -hmm. just beyond excited. Nice. I remember the one time I did go to the beach. It was <laughs> Malibu and it was overcast skies and I, it was my heaven. I was like, oh no, sun. There was a nice little breeze. There's no one there. And that, that's your having, ideal beach. That is my ideal beach. And I had um, rosé that was like 13% in a can. I had oh, two right. cans of that. I was gone for. So, and then I saw a shark swim up. Thank God I wasn't near that. <clears throat> After my second can of rosé. But that's, if anyone wants to know my ideal setting, that's it. <laughs> Nowhere where it's humid and then there's going to be more people packed on a, one land mass. So yeah. there's like body heat in addition to humidity. I just like, I really don't understand heat. <laughs> like, don't we get it? Concept. <laughs> Clearly, I think our viewers get a feeling of how much you don't understand heat. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I I needed to be reverse engineered, but I mean that's not going to happen with literal global warming. So, nope. <laughs> not at all. But yeah, my trip was very nice. I you know took care of things that I needed to while I was there as well. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all, like, fun and games. <laughs> but, yeah, just FYI, people, wear lots of sunblock. You don't want to come back like me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What about you, Dom? What have you been up to lately? Um, not sweating, so that's a win in my book. Did you go out at all today? I mean, right now we're recording this on Easter, Easter Sunday. Sunday. Yes. And the weather was lovely, in my opinion. I don't know what you thought about it. No, it was nice. I like spring weather. Um, my ideal, ideal weather is fall. Okay. So um, mid to late September is, like, the most absolute perfect time for me. That's actually when I would want to, like, have an outdoor wedding, to be honest. <laughs> So that is my ideal. So like mid to late September into October. Those are my okay. perfect days. It's nice, temperate with a touch of breeze. Yes. Like 70, like low 70s, high 60s. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No humidity, of course. Oh. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> I, I'm... Very, very close to um, the summer to just, you know, spending several weeks away from uh, New York City type humidity because it is. It is brutal. brutal. It is. It really is discouraging. It like eats away at your soul, especially now with the MTA not working like ever. So like you're going to be sitting, you're like waiting for a train in a tunnel in the underground. Yep. When it's like 100 degrees outside. So it's going to be even worse inside yeah. and underneath the tunnels. Like, like we're... It's like we're, we're cooking slowly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I'm be on the lookout for uh, from, the, from the Bronx, I'm sorry, from the Bronx with love just being a traveling show. 
going to record wherever it's cooler. Well, I am. <laughs> you are, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, this feels so, so good. We them guys, um, let me bring nice, you uh, Today was nice weather. Um, I went to pay my respects to Jesus. Yeah. Um, went to say hello, popped in for three hours. As, just a brief, just a brief hello. Just a brief hello, as um, non-Catholics do. So only I'm very. This is going to get into a religious like comparison or discussion, but that is the one thing I actually do appreciate about the church is that like what minimum or maximum it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, typically it's just an hour. Uh, it's rare when the priest will go super long. It's and so, it turns into an hour and a half. It's so nice. I remember when I went to school, um, we would have Friday mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and the homilies would be like 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, during the weekday, they have a, uh, I think it's at nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that that mass is only like half an hour, I think. Yes. <sighs> yeah. That's needed. <laughs> it was um pretty much a concert as it always is every year so it starts out with um the worship team um okay. and that's like when the whole congregation sings along with a group um that sings the worship songs and it's two songs that they sing um before the pastor even enters the sanctuary oh yeah then there's this opening prayer. Then we um, sit down, and there is a, there is more songs. So there's three other songs that we sing from the hymnals. Uh huh. So yeah, so two songs <laughs> first, and then prayer, and then three more songs. So wow. five so total, and then there is the. Um, intercession prayer it's called which is a longer prayer and it usually is taught it's like we lift everyone who's had something and this actually was in the blackish episode where ruby was like praying for the um woman who had cancer and then you know oh yeah so it's something like that okay um and then after that we have about well because it was easter so we had four Choirs. Um, what, four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. So what's that math? It's five plus four, so that's nine. Uh-huh. Nine musical acts. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there's the communion. Um, and it's unlike uh, Catholicism. It's not every service. It's just every, it is every um, first Sunday of the month. And because it's Easter and it's Christ is risen, you also have um, Holy Communion. So in April, either April or May, depending on when Easter falls, we'll have they they'll have communion um, twice a month. So then there's a whole communion um, ceremony where you sing an additional two songs while the bread and the wine, which is not really wine, it's like grape juice, but it's supposed to symbolize wine. So the bread and the wine in quotes are being passed out 
So okay. there's a specific song for the bread and there's a specific song for the wine. Oh. So nine plus two more is 11, right? 11, yes. Uh, and afterwards, there's another song after everyone takes their communion. So that's an additional, so that's 12 songs. Oh, yes. Um, and then after that, we have the worship songs again, led by the worship team. Usually it is two songs, so... So 14. And after that, after church announcements, we sit down, we have church announcements, then the church choir sings, like the church church choir sings. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it's the sermon. Oh, that's not the end? No. No, the sermon is the end. (laughs) Girl, wow. Wow. Okay. There's no sermon in between any of that. <laughs> just praying and singing. You know what? So right now that you gave me a brief breakdown, it seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. And the only time I go to church and it takes usually like two hours is on the one that they have the night before Easter. So mm-hmm. this this time I went, it was on Saturday night, started at eight. They did some kind of prayer by the fire. Then they lit kind of like the main candle that they use. And then from there, everyone took light. I mean, well, the fire, obviously we each had candles. And so there were seven liturgies, but the priest cut it a little bit short and they only read four. Oh, interesting. Yeah, The old priest, he used to read all of them. So it did take longer. I think it was like close to like three and a half hours. But this new priest, he, he cuts it down. And also there weren't any people that were um, getting baptized or receiving confirmation. So that kind of like made it a little bit shorter as well. But mm-hmm. even then, when I grabbed my book um, before starting the Mass, I skimmed through the pages and I was like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 this. I was like, what? All these pages? What time are we going to be done? (laughs) And halfway through, I kind of want to fall asleep because I feel like compared to your church, it's very lively. People are singing. Mine is more like people are just quiet. It's very warm. The chorus is also very like quiet. So mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it just sounds like the perfect recipe for a nap. Yeah. So I, I feel like people do confuse us with Southern Baptist, which is like, I guess what people like see in media as Baptist, like big, big choir and like hallelujahs everywhere, uh-huh. which there are elements of that, but it's not. <laughs> It's not like that. <laughs> There's elements of that, but it's not like, you know, get up in the aisles and dance. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't imagining that. But yeah. I do imagine that it, it's a bit more, you know, lively compared to the Catholic. I guess, I don't yeah. Know. I guess it, yeah, it is a little bit lively, but it's still definitely way more conservative than, um, not that I would say Southern Baptists are not conservative. It's just the Indian expression. It's not you like you you stay within the pews and right. like sometimes you'll clap your hands uh-huh. <laughs> if that's already being led 
Um, there's actually um, speaking in tongues is really frowned upon. So like catching the spirit is not a thing that happens in our church. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. I would say it's reserved instead of conservative. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's reserved. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. way to explain it. But then I feel like if I were to attend one of those mass celebrations, I don't think I would uh, fall asleep, which I have done in the past. No, you <laughs> probably would. I don't know. I It was hard this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I have done it in the past where I just go into like this sleep that is so delicious. I am sorry. People are going to judge me for this probably. They're going to think that I'm a bad Catholic, but hey, I feel at peace when I'm at church. (laughs) Yeah, I remember um, hearing that if you do, it's because you like let the devil inside you or something. I have heard the same thing. (laughs) I'm like... I really don't agree with that. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Because then, like, what do you mean? Like, what is sleep when you're not in church? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that was kind of, like, how I spent my weekend, going to church. And then today was just pretty relaxed, just here at home. Nothing much. Yeah. um, I've never had, like, this big – I know a couple of my friends um, from other cultures – They'll, like, have really big Easter um, dinners, and I say dinners in quotes because it's, like, at 3 p.m. Yeah. or, like, right after service or something. Exactly. And they have, like huge, like, huge gatherings. That's never been my experience. And I don't think that's going to be my experience. No. <laughs> forth, um, I probably will have, like, a small little thing with my own, like, nuclear family, but... Hmm. hosting people after a seven hour service is not no I need to be by myself yeah just me and Jesus (laughs) Uh, I know my nieces they went egg hunting because on Saturday the 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 church I was going to say no the park that's right across the street from where we live they put together Mm -hmm. like this little egg hunt so they were doing their thing and there was like face painting that was kind of mm-hmm. cute. I didn't join them because, yeah, I was just too tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, this feels so, so good. You know, there's like a whole class of people. They may, may be Christians. They may be other different religions. But they also are Game of Thrones fans. And that, that that's in itself... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is definitely a higher spiritual as, as that's how I view it. Um <laughs> with all the excitement around it. Wait, well, I think each do, does a new episode go up every Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. I'm not sure what time the new episode airs. Maybe it might be like around 10 or 11, but yes, it's mm-hmm. every Sunday. Mhm. And I don't think we've ever talked about this, but Dom, are you a fan? No. <laughs> that was quick. Not even a bit, little bit. How many episodes did you see? I um, saw two and a half. I stopped like midway on the third episode. And that was it? That, were, like, that's that was like, all it took for me. I was like, mm, no. 
yeah, there's a lot of things going on as well as lots of characters. Mm-hmm. And when I first started watching the show, I did get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I made it up to like the third season, maybe. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit like what grabbed you about the show? It, because it takes place in like an old age, you know? There's mm-hmm. castles, there's queens, there's dragons. Uh, so that's kind of like what grabbed me. I usually mm-hmm. am not the type to watch that type of show, but because there was a lot of like also family drama involved, and then you had the fact that there's dragons and all these other creatures that come into play later on, that's what grabbed me. Not so much the sex that goes on on that show. Mm-hmm. There is tons of it, but no, that was not it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I did watch quite a few seasons of it, but then I don't <laughs> do well when there's a ton of characters. Yeah. I will easily get lost. And that is yeah. exactly what happened and why I stopped mm. watching it. Same. <laughs> um, it's like twofold for me. I, and this is something I'll never really understand is how people watch all those scenes. Like, okay, I'm going to sound like such a prude and I'm going to own it, whatever. Mm. Those who know me know. It's that's far, the farthest from the truth. But with She's this show, not a prude. Yeah. This show, it just like puts me in a different space. Like, I'll never understand. Like, I feel like those scenes are so gratuitous. Like, they're so not needed. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? They, they just put it in there just to put it in there. And they're really uncomfortable for me. Um, and I don't understand how people watch them with their parents. Oh, hell no. No. No, no, no. Like, that is like, not I a just, joke. <laughs> I have people who are just like, yeah, me and my mom, we're going to watch Game of Thrones. And it's like, what's her name? Um, Dragon Lady and Cal Drago. And they're just like, you know, raw doggy style it up. And you're watching that with your parents. I'm like, I what? No. What's going on? Mm-mm. What's going on here? No. You know I'm what I would tell? No. So distressed. I, just, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Look at me trying to find words. <laughs> but I don't know if this happened to you, Tom, but I remember when I was younger and there was like some type of movie that I was watching with my parents and then an adult scene would come up. They would just fast forward it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I were to watch Game of Thrones with my parents, which I would never do, I feel like I would just fast forward through those scenes. And then at the end, I would only... You're done with the show then. That's what I was going to say. I would probably just watch like 15 minutes of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just don't don't get it. I don't get it. I would not. Okay, so here's the thing that two things... such a prude. No, you're not. No, I, I just don't know how people would do that. The two types of shows that I don't like watching with my parents are, you know, shows that are like Game of Thrones where there's a lot of sex scenes and mm-hmm. shows that are sad that I know that I'm going to cry. I don't mm-hmm. like to because in the comfort of my room, I will cry my eyes out and yeah. I'm fine with it. But when I'm watching it with my family, I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the two types of shows that I would never watch with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, that was a huge issue for me. It's just like the scenes were, they're too, they're like, 
And I was a huge fan of True Blood, which is also like I, yeah. very gratuitous, but I was watching it on my own. Um, I thought there was not that many people for me. Like it was a slow introduction of people. Like it was a, it's a small town. Yes. It's a small town. So like there's not gonna be that many people in the first place. So it was easier to follow that storyline. Um but also there wasn't like incest, which was a huge point for me. I was like, I no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I people just like what I and I guess, like, you can watch something, like, for the sake of it, right? Like, art for art's sake, and you take right. it in, and you're like, this is what the artist is saying. Um, incest has always been wrong, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> you can't just be like, oh, that's how they did it back then. Like, no, it's literally always it's, been wrong. It's always been wrong, no matter if that's how they did it back then. <laughs> exactly. It's always been wrong, and it's always weird. And um, both of those... Uh, siblings are actually very attractive, so then it like kind of like makes it nice, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh no, I don't want to like this, but like some of my body parts, are like, mm, this is not bad, and I do not want to normalize it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I get it. So I yeah, think- it made like it made it very desirable, and I'm like, nah, we're cutting this off right now. <laughs> For me, some of the scenes that were uncomfortable, and I think it was mainly because I also didn't like this character, um, King Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey and um, his sister. Oh, yes. yes. They were, when they were, um, it was like her wedding day. He like sold her off to get married. I, I know. And they were fitting her for her dress, and she was like completely nude, and he was like literally going to eat her. Ooh, ooh. It was like he was looking at a chicken on a spit and like gonna put it on a fire and have her roasted for eight hours. <laughs> That's how he was looking at her. It was the creepiest thing in my life, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, I just looking, yeah. I'm looking at people who watch this and they're like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. No. I'm like, what? This doesn't make you uncomfortable. (laughs) Which I get, like, sometimes art is supposed to make you uncomfortable. But I'm like, "Mm -mm." yeah, and if I get to choose, it's just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) But from what I heard, the first episode of this last season, because the season that's airing right now, it's the last one. Mm -hmm. And from what I heard, it was just a whole bunch of talking not as much action and mm-hmm. i think like a few fans were not pleased with it i guess okay. it wasn't what they were expecting i guess mm-hmm. and if you think about it this show i think it's um it's one of those shows that had done a good job to kind of like gather all these people you know kind of like a lot of people get together at bars and all this thing to like religiously yeah. watch it yeah I think it's done a good job in terms of that, but when it does that, then when they finally announced the last season, it's kind of like you're hyping up the fans to this wow episode, and then when you don't deliver, I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's kind of bad, I guess, because fans were expecting more. It reminds me of, like, I feel like... um, very rarely do shows are shows like this especially now with like there's so many platforms right there's so much original programming it's like we're very far past like the three channels 
Yes. <laughs> and like, you know, we had one time to watch everything. Um, and then there was commercials. Like we have streaming platforms. We have all this, like so much that kind of fragments our viewing, even though <clears throat> there's like large groups of people who will watch the same shows as you do, but it's right. not almost everyone. Like mm-hmm. kind of, and there's very few shows that do, um, have an element where it's like a cultural um, gathering. And I feel like Breaking Bad did the same thing. Ah. Yeah, Breaking Bad, um, the last season, they broke it up into two seasons. Okay. Basically, they like did like a part one and then part two. Um, and I think it was like such a high, like one among the highest ratings in terms of a uh, series finale ever. Wow. For cable television. And I was there for all of it. <laughs> oh, okay. I love Breaking Bad. Um, this is going to be such a controversial opinion, but I think it's one of the best written um, television, show, television shows of all time. Really? Yeah. Wow. It, it is so good. I, I never watched it, so I have no opinion on it, to be honest. It took me two tries to get into it. I did not like the f- opening scene at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it took me two times to get into the, the show. So, like, with, um, with uh, Game of Thrones, it took me two times to get into the first episode and then on the second time, I was like, okay, I'll get it to the next episode. Um, right. But then by the third episode, I was like, I, I'm already lost. I don't even know who's who. <laughs> Except that I know that I hate Joffrey and that, um, what's his name, Lannister is very hot and he's boning his sister and that's weird for me. Yes. So <laughs> that's all I needed to be like, done. But yeah, I think Breaking Bad actually had like the highest ratings. You guys can, whoever's listening to this and wants to fact check this, please (laughs) fact check it because I'm very clearly a fan and probably very biased. But it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, so it has the highest ratings. People would tune in to watch it like while it was airing, not even like watching on Netflix or watch it the day after on Hulu. Like I turned on the television and put on AMC <laughs> like an old, like an old person. Yeah. Well, I think before it wasn't the way that we watch content now wasn't so much mm-hmm. like it was back then. And the show from what I'm looking at, I actually searched it. The show aired on January 20th, 2008. So I think like how we consumed content was still a little bit different than now. Mm-hmm. I did not watch it when it was first out. Oh, so you started watching it on Netflix? Um, I did. I started watching it. So it came out 2008. I started watching it my junior year of um, either my junior year or senior year of uh, college. So I graduated in 2013. 
Yeah. So no, I definitely started it in 2012. Okay. It ended in 2013. So I binged all of it and then I made it just in time for the final. <laughs> the final series to enjoy it with everyone. Uh-huh. I'm reading right now um, under ratings in um, Wikipedia and it says uh, Felina, which is the final episode ever, had the highest ratings of any episode of Breaking Bad. 10.28 million people in the United States what? watched it. Is it that good? It's amazing. Now I'm kind of like intrigued and my and I might watch it. Might, okay. I'm not promising yeah. anything. <laughs> it's very, very good. Wow. If you liked maybe this is an unfair comparison. I don't know. I was going to say, if you liked weeds, you might like Breaking Bad. Well, I never watched weeds. weeds. Oh, yeah, then don't watch weeds. (laughs) 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 No, weeds is good. Weeds is good. It's like, I don't want to say it's cute, but it's, it's along the line, it's from the same um, creator as, uh, as um, uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. So it's the same. It's similar, similar feel, similar feel. The episode also generated millions of online comments and Nielsen Holdings rankings established that it was the most discussed episode on Twitter for that week. Wow. That is a record. Has Mm -hmm. anyone beat that record? I'm not sure. I bet you Game of Thrones might beat it, to be honest. (laughs) Probably, yeah. I feel like I, the, the night that the first uh, episode premiered from the last season, obviously, I saw it a lot on social media. There was a lot of memes as well as on Twitter. Funny. Yeah, they are. <laughs> the, meme, the meme with uh, Bran and Jamie Lannister were funny because that's the only thing I do remember because when they were being disgusting, um, Bran saw them and Jamie, he fell. After he, did Jamie push him or? No, I think he just fell. He just fell because he saw people doing nonsense stuff. Yes, yes. He was peeking and then he fell. Yeah. And I saw that. I saw that Bran came back in a wheelchair or something like that. And I, those were the only memes I liked because I'm like, oh, I understand this one. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of Game of Thrones and how we got lost because there was a lot of characters, something similar yeah. happened to me with Harry Potter. Oh, so I just yeah, I read. I think up until the third, I might have read part of fourth, but then more and more characters started to come in, and I felt like I needed to draw like a map on my wall of how like all of these characters were related. So I stopped. I did watch all the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I fell asleep through a few of them. I think it was like maybe one or two. That I love how you say obviously. <laughs> that is not. That is not an objective fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'd rather watch sometimes the movie and versus reading the book. So okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was another reason why I uh, stopped 
reading those books because too many characters gets me lost. So if you want to keep my attention, just have few characters. Yeah. Or if you're going to have a lot, introduce them slowly. Yeah. Seriously. And don't introduce them like we already know, like we're supposed to know who they are. They are. That's how I felt like with Game of Thrones. There's just someone showed up and like, hey, who is this person? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it'll, and then people would be like, oh, it'll be explained to you later. I was like, no. I need explanations now. Yeah. <laughs> I think like this is one of the shows that we both really didn't watch i mean i know that i watched a few more seasons than you but i barely remember them so speaking of shows i remember that last year we made an episode about sex in the city you know what i've actually been watching this show a couple of more times Mm -hmm. since we recorded that episode last year and a few things that i wanted to point out is that karen was not the most stylish one as the show portrayed her to be because no, I had seen some horrible outfits that I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, no. So that's one thing. I'm also watching Grownish, mm-hmm. and I started noticing a few similarities. Lee Sex in the City. It's four single women in New York city talking about how they have issues with like dating work and as well as like, you know, property that they own or whatever. It just is in terms of money. Mm-hmm. And blackish, I mean, grownish. And grownish, it's about teenagers or like young adults in college also trying to navigate that. Yeah. And I noticed that the main character, Zoe, she does a lot of like talking to the camera, which Carrie used to do that in the first, I would say, like in the first season, she okay. did that. But then I don't know if, like, eventually they changed it because then she just does the voiceovers. Right. But uh, Zoe does that all the time. And then I see them how, like, Sex and the City, all their gatherings were usually at the cafe or fancy restaurants. And that's where they mm-hmm. would discuss all their issues. Mm-hmm. In Brownish, it's the school cafeteria or their dorms. And in both shows, I have to say that, you know, some people are very stylish. Others are just like, eh, not really like my favorite. But it's mm-hmm. also, I don't know, I feel like it has that vibe, but it's just for a younger audience. So I know Ronish. you haven't watched it. Yeah. But that's kind of like why what I noticed. I don't know if it's because I've also been watching Sex and the City in the background, you know, when I'm just cleaning and I need some noise yeah so I don't know but I, it started to become obvious while I was watching the latest season of Gronish. Gronish definitely seems like um it's for like 17 year olds <laughs> wait is that the reason why you haven't watched it no okay <laughs> I don't know why I haven't watched it. I started watching it because I I like Zoe's role in in Blackish. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's see how this goes. And I think also because I never had that experience of living in dorms. So I was kind of like my curiosity was like, okay, Uh I could see what dorms are like. But I know realistically they're not like that because their dorm is like super stylish and all this shit. Yeah. 
And I'll just like um, Carrie and her friends were not realistic New Yorkers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you see, kind of like these these uh, these similarities are coming along. So yeah, that's just kind of like something that I wanted to point out since like a few weeks ago I noticed, and I keep forgetting to tell you. Mm-hmm. But if anyone out there has watched Grownish and Sex in the City, just like let me know what you think. Like, do you agree? And they're very stylish in this college as well, which is very unrealistic because I remember when I was in college. She's also an intern at Vogue, isn't she? Yes, yes, she was. But that was in uh, the maybe like the second season, I think. Or that took, I, no, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, but it was in, in like a previous season. Okay. Yeah, in this current season, it's just uh, more about how she gets into like the party culture of college and she's like navigating her relationship and a lot of uh, current issues come up in the school as well. So it's just kind of like how they all navigate that. Yeah. Yeah. As you talk about college, I would say this show really isn't supposed to be about like college life because it has like a very social, like conscious and justice awareness bent to it. But when I think about college, I think about dear white people, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's because it, there's a lot that does mirror my own experiences. But, like, when I think about, like, college culture, it's, like, everything that happens on two white people. I'm like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, that's accurate. <laughs> but you know what about that show, too, now that I'm thinking about it? People are also very stylish. Yeah, I mean, they're not real, like, it's Hollywood. Yeah, but <laughs> that's... Be super ugly. No, I know, but that's another thing. It's like, why always keep portraying these college students as, like, super stylish and always know, very put together? All poor and stressed. Yeah, I never looked like that. Yeah, so I still don't look like that. <laughs> I just think that it's kind of, you can see that it's a very far from reality mm-hmm. in terms of yeah, their wardrobe. Sure. Yeah. This show ended up being all about like all the different shows that we've watched in the past or currently watching. As it should be. Yeah. Because I think like in the past few months we've been <laughs> consuming tons and tons of content. So Right, but we haven't had like a little like distillation of what we've been um watching oh that's so right it's good yeah. <laughs> get it out of our systems and for the <laughs> listeners to hear yeah and for them to be like oh dom being like a weird prude who's gonna censor you know hbo because she can't see for her parents that <laughs> is not the case <laughs> i mean, I mean dom specific thing it is the case yeah. but I won't censor anyone and I think they should know by now that you're not approved because I remember that when we did the episode about sex in the city you mentioned how you were watching this I think when you were in high school right yeah, yeah. yeah. I think earlier in 8th grade <laughs> I was like speaking in episodes there we go so <laughs> I think that wraps it up, a kind of like a little 
summary of what we've been watching, what our thoughts are on the current popular shows. Yeah, basically, our takes are the best and no one else's, so. <laughs> so don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I want to highlight, I think I've done this highlight in the past before, but it's Undocumented Tales. Yes. Yes. The reason why I wanted to highlight them is because I know that they are holding auditions for the upcoming season. I support everything that Armando does. Mm -hmm. I think he's very creative. He is always on the hustle. And I got the chance to meet him, I think, last year while we went for work to VidCon, but we had some free time. So I got a chance to meet him, and he's really cool, down-to-earth guy. So, yeah, everybody go support. If you're in L.A., go audition if you can. I couldn't, sadly, because <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> and then other things came up financially, so then I would not be able to afford the trip over to LA. Mm -hmm. This is Karen saying, uh, when we launch our Patreon, pay her. Yes. <laughs> so that I can go do auditions. <laughs> but yeah, so I really wanted to send a quick shout out to him because he's doing great work. And I really hope that this whole series that he's been working on becomes bigger. Awesome. I love it. I, we, I've, I think I say this all the time is that I love um, uplifting other creatives. Um, I'm not the only creative person <laughs> we're like talking about um, because when I eat, we all eat. We all we all just eat as like a collective of POC mm -hmm. creatives, and I love it. And I um, I've actually seen the first episode of on Docu Tales, and I have to like catch up. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's so precious. It's a great show. I think it's excellent. Yeah. And so, it should be picked up by HBO. And I should come aboard as the uh, producer. Okay, I'm done. Oh, okay. Anyway, not about you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a producer in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> For your favorite um, segment, Dom, I feel like you always take this one. But is there anyone you want to send to hell? Um, maybe more, more or like less hatred, but more um, love and like awareness with this one. Mm -hmm. Because while we're you know comfortably talking about you know our religious practices um, here in the states. On the most holy day for Christians, there was like about eight coordinated terrorist attacks in Sri Lanka. Yes, um, which I heard about like this morning, getting ready for to go to church, and I heard like you know five or six churches were hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> on Easter, and that was obviously very deliberate. Um, and I just, I just really, I, I want to like. I don't know, like, the, I feel in, in moments like this, these, you kind of just, like, feel a little hopeless, even if you say you want to extend your prayer and acknowledgement and, you know, 
keep the victims and the victims' families in your thoughts, but I do still want to do that. And um, when, like, we have it really good here, even though we are very prone to attacks ourselves, um, it's still... I don't know. It's still like, I still feel, feel very comfortable and I can live my life. I do have a bit of more anxiety than maybe the average person when it comes to like stories like these. Um, but it's just the world we live in is scary. Yeah. And I feel like you, you're not even safe in your place of worship, you know? Right. And I know, like you said, we are not like in that situation, even though there have been attacks here in the U.S. Um, but it's just very unfortunate what happened on, yeah. this, on this day. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, it was, it was a happy and delightful Easter Um on my end, but somber Easter overall. Yeah. Because, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ died. Yes. On the day of resurrection. So, not sending anyone to hell. Just okay. being reflective today about something that was pretty sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch Breaking Bad. (laughs) And to all of you fans of Game of Thrones out there, I guess, enjoy the last season. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening to our latest episode. And now I'm back on track of things. So, yes, no more vacation mode or anything like that. (laughs) Always be on vacation mode with me. Oh, thank you. So this episode will go live whenever. Yeah, it'll go live in 2030. (laughs) So yeah, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with our daily lives, I guess, or opinions. Mm -hmm. Hi. Bye. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media. Give you the news and tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fear you? We wasn't raised on the sick code, I'ma spare you. This is not a scene that you can compare to. You might as well soak it all in while you here, dude. Cause this is the birthplace of rap, RP the pun. Couple more seconds in the show's begun. I said, birthplace of rap, RP the pun. Couple more seconds in the show's begun, and that's from the Bronx with love, from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love from the Bronx with A. Bronx with love from the Bronx with.